Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from September the 21st, 1991. We are working our way to our next pay-per-view, which is Halloween Havoc, coming up in a little over a month from now. Before, we're, before I throw it to Doc and we get rolling in this one, I want to give a special shout-out to our Largest Patron Contributors Monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Weiss, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month and for essentially being the sponsors of this show. Hopper is running late. I don't know why. He texted us asking us the exact time. We're recording late. Doc's falling asleep at the wheel coming back from practice with his kids. So I'll ask him how he's doing, even though I know he's tired. <laughs> No, okay. Y'all, you got life now all of a sudden, huh? Well, Fuck. you know what gives... The, the, the green tears are what fuels my visions, you know? When I went to the lady of the third eye and she told me that the eagles would lose in excruciating fashion. ha, <laughs> Oh, no, the only thing better than those assholes losing was to do it in the last minute of the game and to try to cheat and get away with it and then complain because they got called for cheating. (sighs) (laughs) The guy who committed the penalty fessed up to the penalty, which makes him by far the classiest eagle that's ever played the game. I seriously want go ahead. People continue. are still upset. No, no, keep going. Keep going. I want you to get it out. I'm system. a big believer in this. If it's a foul in the first quarter, it's a foul in the fourth quarter. I just want to think. Now, <sighs> you're gonna be an insufferable prick the whole off season because of this. I, here's what I've decided. Oh great, save me. That I I think Jesus. That I like, I think I like watching the Eagles lose the Super Bowl <laughs> more than I like watching the Cowboys win one. That's so <laughs> pathetic. That is an in, that I've thought of that. That's an indictment on the pathetic state of your horrible, miserable, disgusting franchise. I feel <sighs> like we should get in the BTT mobile and take go, take a trip up to Philly. And just 
bring our sharpest knives so that we can cut down people from Burger King walk-ins across the region. Oh, got another one. Yeah, over here. <laughs> Philly, y'all had hey, one you, job. You, one job. Hey, one hey. job. Phil Allen, Are you, gonna- you had one job. Now I got to deal with this insufferable prick all off season. Why? Hey, are you going to cop to it or are you going to lie on the show? I never who lie. Are you You're the who one were you lies. rooting for? I, I didn't have a stake in the game, man. Oh, no, no. We Here's the thing, bro. I had the aliens circling up about 75,000 feet above, right above NORAD's satellite approach. Right, they even shot him down last weekend, huh? They a couple. We lost a couple of of, of vessels there. It was some close calls. <laughs> Biden is trigger happy on this thing, <laughs> but but there was enough up there Jesus. that we were ready to. I, all I had to do was was push the right button, vaporize this thing, and nobody wins. I, I just <sighs> I can't. Yeah, but, uh, there's Harper. Harper, how hey. you doing, man? He's over here. He's going to be an insufferable prick now the entire offseason because Philly lost. And he literally said before you joined, he thinks he enjoys watching Philly lose a Super Bowl more than he likes, more than he would like watching the Cowboys win one. It, it, it's almost like the same kind of satisfaction. See? Because I remember when the Falcons lost, I got a fucking hard on. <laughs> that was so different, though, because the way that game played out, it 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 went from what seemed like the impossible to they yes. really are going to lose this shit. It, it was beautiful. It was yeah, it was orgasmic. I have to admit because I had come in come to the terms with the fact that. Look, you can talk about the Panthers and Bucks. They're not the Saints' rival. The Bucks haven't, they've only been in the same division as the Saints for like a little over 20 years now. The Falcons and Saints have have played together almost as long as their existence has been. And so I just had come to the terms with Atlanta's gonna win a Super Bowl. There's nothing we can do about it. And then Uncle Raj threw down his little vienna sausage and call booker man so beautiful boy brady could get another strap and 28 to 3 to losing it was like i can't believe i just watched this it wasn't as good as watching my team win a super bowl but it was very satisfactory boy you know what was great just everybody was expecting the big booking wrestlemania finish and the eagles yacked it up and it was like, oh, that's the finish, huh? Yeah, that, I, I'm gonna start. But I, I got a new gimmick, man. I, well, I, I saw, almost want to start. It's a, terrible, but go I ahead. almost want to start a, a show on it where you just give out star ratings to this crap. Because here's the thing, man. Like even some of those other games in the playoffs, man, they were five star games. But th- this was a five star game with a two star finish. So sure, I mean, it was like three and a quarter stars, man. Nah, I, mean, I would it, say it was bazillion stars, but okay. No, no, it, it the finish was What's so wrong flat. The finish? Because they finished, bro. Here's the thing, man. You can't finish it like that with with that popcorn fart bullshit. You gotta you gotta let them play. Let K 
KC kick the field goal, book it like that. That way the Eagles have at least a chance to either tie okay. it or take the lead. Okay. Or win it. I'm sorry, not take the lead. The booking okay, was so terrible at the end, bro. It was bullshit. See, here, you know here, why they did that? Hold on. Whoa, whoa, one Shut second. One second. You know why they did that booking like that? Because they don't want people to think it's all a work. So they uh-huh. booked it flat so that it was like, well, they it would never book it like I that. Think, I think the Eagles are bigger heels than the Cowboys these days. I don't know, bro. Y'all are always going to be a bigger heel. The fan base, bro. The fan base alone is probably the biggest piece of shits on the planet. <laughs> wait, wait. Which fan base? <laughs> or, or, Dallas or Philly? Philly. See? Well, they're not all like Phil Allen. They're not all Uh, like Phil Allen. I mean, some of them are, but, you know. Even Luke told me that they're like that. When he lived in Philly, when he was, I don't fucking, forever ago. Yeah. He went to a Saints game. He says that that's exactly how they are. They use that whole, we're a blue-collar fan base to get away with reprehensible shit. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the other thing. Don't let this fool you. In the in the second quarter, I got this text from Mike. This game is over. I'm turning this shit off. It's time for the aliens to do the world a favor and end Earth's run. He's then he said, know. it's not going to happen today, but it'll be glorious when Sirianni blows a few games on his fourth down philosophy. They can't you do are that reading your text. While freaking, while, while, while freaking Rihanna's pregnant. Jesus. Uh-oh. Thanks, Phil. That was great, guys. I, so, I actually so do know a couple decent Philly fans. Kevin, Is Nick Keith. Sirianni a baby face or a heel? Who is that? The coach <laughs> for the Phillies. Oh. The, the Eagles. The Eagles coach. Right, know. He looks like he's got his breast smells like cheesesteak all the time. He he's a heel, but I, I let me say this: this ain't gonna happen because he's not a good coach. If Dennis Allen was winning winning games, I'd say the same thing about him. He's got a heel look to him. Sirianni has yeah, a heel look. He looks to him. like an asshole. Yeah, they they just it has nothing to do with winning games or or losing. Oh, this it's, guy looks he, like a fucking douchebag. Yeah, I agree, Harper. But I can say that about a lot of coaches. Oh yeah. I don't know. I've turned on Andy Reid, man. He he has a soft spot in my heart because he's just like a big fat penguin walrus. This guy looks like he cheats on his wife and he and he tries to hit on fucking twenty five year old fucking uh, girls and. Bro, that's every that's every high school coach in America. Yeah, Come I mean on. he he the got a heel coach look. down at the high schools trying to get with the cheerleaders. Yeah, he's got a he. You talking about he's got a heel look to him. The persona is heel for sure. And yeah. Andy Reid is not a heel. Andy Reid looks like a baby face. Oh yeah, he's a douchebag in the black Chevy Silverado. What? Who's he? Goddamn pronouns, the fucking pal. Coach. Oh, Sirianni, the Eagles coach. Dude, that was great though. I got to tell you, man, Mahomes is a is is an MVP's MVP, and you got Kelsey out there doing dances and and cutting promos. That's what the league needs. Terrible booking at the end, man. Just terrible. Let me ask you this. It it seems like the older I get, there's a part of me that's glad football season is finally fucking over. I don't know what you're talking about. I am glad you said that, Hopper. Because I agree. Because as soon as it ended, I'm like, 
All right, I got my Sundays back to <laughs> do shit. I agree, Hopper. I'm with you. And 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 if you remember, while I don't hate the XFL and USFL, I said a while back when the XFL first came back before the pandemic, I don't know if I like them playing the week after the Super Bowl. I'm not longing for football right. at that point. Right. So there's something to that. Until you know, till your dick can get hard. Yeah, can man. I, Give me a little time to recover. For a second. Yeah. Hmm. That's called the refractory period. Oh, I'll look at you, doctor. That's right. The retractor period. Now, would Mike? Would you let a little thing like Rihanna being pregnant get in the way of you doing your mo your finisher? <laughs> <laughs> Finish her on who? What are you getting at here? I, I, Rihanna. I need to understand what you're asking. No, no, Would no. Would you let ask? her being pregnant get in the way of you hitting your finisher on her? Come on. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I'm just saying. Are you I don't know serious? What, is she is she is she cute for a uh for a sister? Rihanna? Yeah. I mean, yeah, she Yeah. She's attractive. I mean, she ain't top of the line, but okay. I mean What's that old saying Harper used to say on the show years ago? I ain't kicking out of bed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's she's she got it, man. You know. All right. She got a five head, but that ain't never bothered nobody. That's yeah, a, we know it doesn't bother you. Well, it's just funny how I I hear people's. I've heard people say that about oh, oh, oh look at that big forehead. Sasha and, Banks. And you look at the person saying that, and they friggin' you know <laughs> three hundred and forty pounds and five foot six. It's like it's, gee. You're just a spitting image of a of a great looking human being. Field, the aliens come here and want to know what the what, cover of Men's Health magazine for the, yeah. to talk to me. The aliens land yeah. here and they go, "Oh, what species is that on the planet? He doesn't look human." Mm. Now, I know that this is going to happen in the future when people hear this, but I think it'd be remiss if I didn't point out that today is a major major holiday on the schedule on the calendar you sound considered a fucking holiday because no one yeah. gets a day off so fuck them yeah. ain't no holiday what, what yeah. day is it it's just a day for uh it's fucking mother's day 2.0 <laughs> or you can call it mother's day 0.5 since it comes before on the calendar if you yeah our like your old lady's birthday 2.0. Yeah. That Would you fucking uh, Hallmark Channel fucking made this shit up? I had a girlfriend years ago that the exact word she said to me one day was, you know, Valentine's Hopper Day it is really a day for women. It mm. won't, well, she's not wrong. Mm -mm. Yeah, we weren't together much longer after that. Why did she believe this to be true? I don't know. She was an intelligent woman. Mm, I'm going to say I don't know about that. I don't know, man. She made more money than the three of us combined. Adjusted no for inflation. Yeah. yeah, I could have. Then it was her day. You should have rubbed her feet on that day for making yeah. all that money. Yeah, you should have. Okay. okay, baby. I'll go down to Kroger's and get you some fucking shit flowers that's going to be dead in fucking two days. That's what yeah. I did. 
See? Nobody likes flowers more than women. I'm like, why do y'all like things that die in two days? I think well, that's so know. fucking cliche-ish. The fucking yeah. roses in a, like you're in a fucking TV show. Yeah, it's stupid. Fucking candy. What did you get, Harper? I got her some fucking poop, <laughs> but she's working tonight. So we're probably yeah. going to go out to eat sometime like um, maybe Thursday. Yeah. And then you got what? That's all you got her is a promise yeah. of, of. I mean, of, what do you want from me, bro? We're fucking grown ass people, bro. This is right, a, bro. It, it, it and that's another thing. It's like Valentine's Day. It's like Halloween and everything else. It's been taken over by fucking adults. When I was a kid, this is like kids did this with the fucking valent with the little with, with the Scooby Doo and the Mickey Mouse Valentines, and, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, but just kid certain, stuff. Uh, just kid stuff. A certain subset of the population saw in these kids having fun, and they realized it wasn't the focus wasn't properly on them. Yeah, and that's not going to work for them. Mm-hmm. This is their version of I'm a sexy nurse. I'm ready to move on from this day because uh, ain't nothing special about it. In even more sad news, Mike, what are you going to tell us? Well, unfortunately, at the day of us recording this, you won't you won't hear it for a week and a few days. Uh, Jerry Jarrett seems to have passed away. I caught news of this earlier this early, early afternoon. And I'm just going to read something here real quick from John Pollock from Post Wrestling. One of the most reputable, uh, quote unquote, wrestling journalists out there. Unlike most of these other yahoos that claim to think they're journalists. I think Pollock is pretty... I think he's pretty middle ground when he covers this stuff. Tells you what you need to hear. Uh, Let you make your own judgments on wrestling nowadays. But anyway, he says, you cannot speak about Jerry Jarrett without mentioning Jerry Lawler early in the conversation. Jarrett saw a star in Lawler in his early 20s and sent Lawler outside of the territory to gain the requisite experience and return as the area's top heel in 1974. Jarrett unleashed the gauntlet, bringing in major names from around the country for Lawler in the summer of 74 and climax with Jack Briscoe defending the NWA World Heavyweight title against Lawler in September that drew a near sellout to the Mid-South Coliseum. Of the many legendary angles crafted included a wrestler versus boxer promotion where Lawler was pitted against Rocky Johnson, who was presented in Memphis as a top 10 heavyweight boxer when the audience was less savvy to such promotional manipulation. The coincidence, or this coincided with the June 76 bout between Muhammad Ali and Antonio Anoki that aired on closed circuit throughout the country. Um, he went on to say Continental became the new standard in Memphis beginning on March 20th of 1977 with the main event headlined by Lawler and Bullet Bob Armstrong with Coolis's NWA Mid-American territory ceasing operations within the year. And last thing, uh, last two things I read, he said Memphis was home to the state of the art style of television that featured the adage Personal issues draw money. Doc said that a million times over the years on this show, which was a sign that hung in the office as a reminder of the device designed to send a fan reaching for their wallet. Monday nights at the Mid-South Coliseum were an institution in Memphis drawing thousands on a weekly basis and selling out the nearly 11,000 seat venue when a big program clicked. Uh, His article is much longer than that. He says a lot more. He covers 1989 when Jared obtained world class and it became the USWA and um, continued to run in Dallas through the 90s, along with Memphis there as one of the last surviving territories. Um, check it out on postwrestling.com. 
but uh, R.I.P. Jerry Jarrett. And I would be remiss to say on this very unprofessional wrestling podcast, if one of the funny stories that I've ever heard about Jerry Jarrett was when he and Bill Watts were, I'm just going to say in business together. I know they weren't business partners, but when they traded talent uh, with Mid-South and Memphis, and at the time Mid-South was not on its ass by today's standards, but wasn't doing so well. And Jerry Jarrett was like, Bill, where are the blowjobs at? And Watts was like, I'll leave that up to the boards. What are you talking about? And Jerry Jarrett's whole thing was, man, you need some young talent to get these young ladies into these buildings. Um, So there you go, man. R.I.P. Jerry Jarrett. Uh, That's classy. I'm just saying, like, it's it's a story we've heard a million times, but I think it's kind of hilarious. You know, Conrad, early years of his podcast would make fun of Jarrett. And I'm sorry, Bruce Pritchard really would with the... Well, you know, I, but uh, they, they kind of made a cartoon out of the guy and <laughs> I don't know. It was funny, but it's also not funny. I don't know. I guess I got to laugh out of it. But anyway, Jerry Jarrett, very successful Bruce promoter. Bruce Pritchard's just mad because Vince didn't want him to run the promotion if he went to prison. Yeah, I guess there's that. But I kind of sucks. I mean, Jarrett was 80 years old, I believe, passes away. Uh, a lot of memories went in that mind too, because he's he could tell you some stories. Any thoughts, Doc, on Jerry Jarrett passing away? Man, when I dare say this, what they did in Memphis on Monday nights is something that will never be recreated. And even I, in a time yeah. when you could do it to do it well for that long. Imagine, imagine the the booking. Now I know Lawler and and Jarrett would trade off so that you know they could stay fresh. But still, and hey, anybody whose personal philosophy includes writing down on somewhere where everybody can see it that personal issues draw money. I mean, come on, what we do. That's probably the truest statement ever uttered in professional wrestling. It's the essence of the business. Yeah. When you boil it down, it's good versus evil, and personal issues draw money. Well, I remember what you said years ago when we first were doing the Saturday Night episodes, and you were like, man, I don't know if we like wrestling as much as we like the shit talking. And the thing is, it's the shit talking that makes the issues personal. That's right. Like, yeah, we want to see him. I mean, we wanted to see Magnum and Tully get in there and kill each other in an I Quit match. But what made that what it was was the promos leading up to it. If you don't have the shit talking, I, I, you can make an argument. You don't have much, and that's that's what the personal issues come from. They hated each other, so they had personal issues, and they drew money. That's my thing on it. But not that know, fucking hot guys. Harper, you got any thoughts on Jerry Jarrett, Memphis? It was a great guy. Jesus, Lord. Well, at least you didn't start talking about plowing Laverne and Shirley when I asked Come you. on. Like well, that's what you did when I was... I've been watching Young Shelton. You need oh. to tell people what that is because I don't know if they know. You never seen that? You no. Seen I, I, I have. Yeah. I, I watched that. I am a mighty little boy. Something like that. Yeah. Hello, man. Yeah. That's a yeah. good little show. Okay. Is he, are you, has he gotten to college yet? 
Uh, well, you see, when I first started watching it, because I, I saw, okay, it's on TBS where they play their reruns. And I said, well, I'm going to just start this over from the beginning. So okay. I'm, in, I'm in the third season. But, like, when I was watching it before he was in college in the, in the fucking – the older brother got some chick pregnant. Hey, man, that shit happens. Yeah. It's a good little show. Brother, grandma, I can't believe how good she looks. Andy Potts? Yeah. Bruh. She's like 70. And like, uh-huh. it, it, it's, it, it's, it's crazy how good her figure is. You've been okay, wanting so to it, plow her since she was in Bull Durham. That's she wasn't Bull Durham. That was, come on. That was Susan Sarandon, asshole. Yeah. Oh, that's right. My bad. Wrong she was in bad. Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, she was. She was the My secretary. Bad. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, what do you want? So yeah, I've been watching because see, it's on HBO Max <laughs> and it's there's like no commercials. So so like the episode's like twenty two minutes long. You just boom, 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 boom. You just go through them. Well, you How can do that with these Saturday it? night episodes too. I mean, there's co- now, yeah. Who, who wants to watch this shit? <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I'm not really sure where to go from there other than, I guess, Mike, it's time to watch this week's show. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> unless, unless, of course, you know, you have some young Sheldon pulled up for Harbor here. <laughs> I was trying to look for something, but, yeah, never mind. All right. Um, well, on that note, let's uh, jump yeah. into Saturday night. So uh, this is September the 21st, 1991, Saturday night on TBS that we are reviewing this week. And um, oh, I forgot one thing. Had one new patron. So before I jump into Saturday night, TJ, thanks for becoming a BTT annual patron. Enjoy all the extra Patreon content, including all the clashes, the pay-per-views. We've got, the, we've got Halloween Havoc coming up. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, all of that on Patreon. 300 plus episodes available. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. If you're not a patron, become one. Oh. And if you're interested in becoming a patron, you can... Um, Email me, and uh, if you're not a patron, I can uh, tell you how I can hook you up with a free month at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And you can email me, bookingtheterritory at gmail.com. All right, we jump into the show. Uh, the show opens with Sting and Cactus going at it from The Clash. We're at center stage again. Uh, the quality of the tape we have uh, is not really exceptional. More on that later. JR and Paul Lee are on commentary breaking things down. There's some political commentary in the beginning. From Paul Lee, as the show opens up about Clarence Thomas. Google that name in the time oh period if you want to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think it's right here. Here, Hopper, you want to sound, want to hear what it is? Here it is. Championship Wrestling, Lex Luger and Mr. Hughes against Barry Windham and Ron Simmons. Tonight, right here on TBS, when Mr. Hughes is done with Barry Windham, Ron Simmons is going to need a brand new tag team partner. Plus, Cactus Jack is here. We'll be hearing from Gordon Soley in our first Halloween Havoc Control Center. And Paul will be talking to the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. You see, on Saturday night, October the 12th in the Omni in Atlanta, Dusty Rhodes will be the referee for that very same tag team situation. Dusty Rhodes, tonight, you will not dance around the issues. You're going to feel like Clarence Thomas in front of the Senate. Plus, we will see the new world. All right. So there's your political here's the, stuff. Here's the problem with that. Nobody gave a shit about the Supreme Court watching wrestling back then. Now, yeah. Now a day, half the audience. Like, would, Who's that? 
That's that no. black guy to put the pube on the coke can. Oh yeah. Come on. Jesus, Hopper. <laughs> that's what he did, though. Yeah, that's what he allegedly. Did. I mean, I don't want to get in trouble with the. How hey, let's go back. Can we go back that? down the hallway there? Yeah, go ahead, Hopper. Were you about to say how disgusting is that? I want to hear yeah, some more. That's just disgusting. Where's he at? This is one of the underrated things of this era. That? Yes. That looks stupid. Man, I don't know, man. Everybody talks about it. You know what? It it looked like some kind of cheap leftover set from like Small Wonder or some other. Oh, you ain't lying. That's what it looks like. It's like a movie theater, and it's supposed to be movie posters. Yeah. Y'all just want to shit on stuff. They might have something. Hey, you know okay. what? I got an idea that'll help people forget about Flair. We'll make a hallway. <laughs> yeah. Now, now listen I, to me for a minute. That looks dumb. Yeah, that's stupid. I need everybody listening to this to go listen to the February 11th episode of The Yarn Show. And Doc and I are going to try to do something with this on a patron episode or maybe next week. Go listen to the February 11th 2023 orange show they play a couple of clips of jim hurd and i don't want to get into it now but it is you better not say much because we're going to get into it if you do it is something else to listen to it's just it's just herds logic and reasoning everything that you would think about him to be true yeah, he gives his logic and reasoning on the Flair situation, and then he also talks about Cornette and the Midnight Express. And I realize the man is like really old now, and probably is just, you know, cognitive yeah. ability is just disappearing. But it tells you a lot about the mindset that this dude had back then, and how clueless he really, really was. Doc and I are going to talk about it. We, we, I don't promise it. We're planning on it, but it's just something. You got to go listen to it if you listen to this yeah, show. You might have to fish me out of the ocean to cut that out of you. Let's go to the first match. Uh, Rick Steiner's taking on Buddy Baker. He did a uh, – God, he threw this dude over his head at one point with a um, – shit, I can't even get it out. Uh, whatchamacallit slam. What the hell, Doc? I Told Buddy Suicida? So, no, yeah. when he freaking basically uh, – just threw the guy over his head, man. Uh, anyway, uh, Steiner's going to win. Oh, you mean the sack of potatoes? Yeah. Yeah, Buddy Baker. Okay. Throws him over his head. It. No, he, he already his did brother it. to he get healthy. Well, his brother ain't going to be healthy for a while. So, Doc, anything from this one? No, not really. Yeah, he, he does a belly-to-belly off the second rope, and um, Steiner wins by pin. It, it truly is a nothing-happening match. Uh, after this match, we go to Tony Schiavone, and he does the WCW Top 10, which, to be honest with you, it remains pretty much unchanged in that Elegante is still ranked above Steve Austin. Really See, I don't. think they had to do this once a month. The ten- Top 10? Yeah. Oh, it would be more impactful. Yes. Right, you got to let some things percolate. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know. We're seeing things. More- yeah. Every week is just dumb. But, you know, they're filling time, you can tell. Yeah. So we keep moving. We go to Gordon Soley, who's in the Halloween Havoc Control Center here. 
Uh, there are a ton of replays in this segment uh, covering the Simmons and Luger situation and Luger saying Simmons could be his driver from the clash. Uh, Gordon says the match they'll have at Halloween Havoc is going to be two out of three falls for the title. Uh, then Gordon talks about the Chamber of Horrors match. And good God, I cannot wait to discuss that. Utterly ridiculous nonsense. I think uh, Doc, just saying those words kind of sobered old Gordon up for a second. Like, wait, what? Ah, damn, you're going to get some gin for this one. The Chamber of Horrors. It's like Check. the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. He's probably sitting there saying, if I'd have known I was going to have to show this bullshit, I would have shot my head off with Eddie Graham. Come on. Mm, Jesus. <laughs> you're going to hell, man. What? Then again, Me? you're talking about drowning what? yourself and doing the Burger King thing. Then you also said you hope the Philly fans did the Burger King thing. You're just dirty. Come you know on. that? I, I know some good. I know some good Philly fans. That's the funny part. Oh, you do Phil Allen? I do. No, he. That's not good. <laughs> Who else? Bro, I could tell you one thing. The eye of Gibson crawled in his hole and hadn't come out since. He was talking mad noise. Mad noise. I was like, hey, bro, thanks for nothing. You lost to Andy Dalton this year, and I don't want to hear nothing about Hertz was out. Nobody should lose to Andy Dalton. Anyway. Maybe he went in search of his other. I'm so mad with Philly right now. (laughs) Bro, y'all just, y'all had one job to save me and Harper from the insufferable Dallas Cowboys fan that we record with, and you couldn't finish it off. They were up by 10. Oh, my God. They were never going to do it. I had the aliens in in holding pattern. That's right. Yeah, sure you did. Oh, Philly. Okay. Any thoughts on the Halloween Havoc Control Center, Doc? Not yet. We'll probably have a few more of these. Oh, we got plenty more to go. Um. All right. So we keep going. We got, look, Opera, the Dodgers and go. Braves are playing tonight. This West Coast action needs to stop, man. These two-hour <laughs> episodes are brutal. That's, yeah, why the show, that's why the show was two hours on the West Coast. All right, we come back from commercial. JR throws to a replay of Brian Pillman defeating Bad Street. No need to discuss that further. And then I we saw go, somewhere that Roberto Silva liked that match a lot. Pillman and Bad Street? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. What are you... He put it over on Twitter. Yeah, that's good. There. What do you want me to say? I was out there on Twitter the other day. Uh-oh. Trolling from your wife's account, huh? Since you can't have your it's, own? It's a sewer out there. Twitter? Yeah. It can be. Yeah. All social media is, though. Yeah. That's true, too. It's just people mad at the... Mad at... Like, bruh. It's half the people mad at lying about how perfect their life is lying, and the other half mad about everything else. Yeah, I, just, I mean, that's the best thing about Valentine's Day. I, I'm sitting there looking at this. You know how they get the asshole that's got his, oh, this is my wife. This is Valentine's Day. I love you, baby. Fuck, you know, fucking those motherfuckers, when they get home, they probably got restraint orders against each other. <laughs> He's standing there. He's typing and leaving wet marks on the keyboard because she's got a gun to his head to do it. <laughs> Dude's ready to go chew on a end of a twelve gauge. 
Right, he's ready to do, to do the, the Graham thing. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Next match, Big Josh, who's out there with the six-man belt on, or one of them, I should say, versus uh, pretty boy Doug Summers. And I thought this match was never going to end, man. Good they God. went forever. <laughs> you, hey, we're we're going to need you to go out there and give us it. 15. That was the one note. This thing went 10 plus minutes, 12 minutes. And Bourne just, I'm sorry, Big Josh just flinging Summers over his head. Dude, that looked like it was going to go bad for a second when he gives him this German. Is Summers uh, built kind of like a Dick Murdoch? He looks like kind of like a Dick Murdoch in a Buddy Lindell uh, mixture. He it's looks like a, Tommy. He looks like Tommy Rich. That's true. Out of control. Out of control, and not on parole. So he basically <laughs> looks like Tommy Rich because Rich oh, is always see, out of control. There you go, taking the easy cheap shot. Right. Well, I mean, everybody can't be like Javorski, just slurping down Tommy's member. I mean, what do you want me to oh, do? Wait, what? He wants to be world champion too. Hi. Let me tell you something, Doc. Javorski. That boy called me up. He's saying, Tommy, can I crank you off one good time? Come on. I say, sure, man, as long as I keep my bag of cocaine. What are you doing here? (laughs) Nothing. This match goes like 12 minutes. I was like, when are these two going to wrap this up? This is too damn long. When is one of them going to have heart failure? Come on. Man, it is July in the South in that building, and everybody that comes out is sweating. Oh, it's hot. What building is that? The one without adequate AC. It had to have AC by this point, huh? Yeah, man. Back, yeah, dude, by like 19, yeah, by the early 90s. Yeah, Yeah, 91, it had had AC. Yeah, they're not sweating. Well, I mean, Matt Bourne's sweating, but ain't no telling what he did in the back to be sweating like that. Hmm. Come on. You know. All right, we'll keep moving, Doc, unless you got anything else from this one. Doc? Doug Summers is a former AWA uh, tag team champion, by the way. No shit. Okay. Yeah. So there maybe he put a little respect on his name. Yeah, I mean, he's that, better than Tommy Rich. That does he, look like a, a, a fucking set for some shitty TV show. Yeah, what like looks like a wonder, set dude. for a TV yeah. show. What are we talking about here? When they walk out, that dumb it doesn't hallway. look it's, that, that bad. That hallway's got me angry. Yeah, well, y'all dude. are stupid, man. It doesn't look bad. It looks fucking stupid. I it's got more of a up. problem with. I'm 33 minutes into the episode right now, and I ain't got a promo yet. Huh? We're 33 minutes into this episode of Saturday Night, and there's no um, promos. We've done some focus groups and people want to see action in the ring right right well the action in the ring is the enforcers versus keith see? hart and tc carter jr talks about the rematch coming at halloween havoc with the enforcers versus steiner and kazmaier doc what else do you have from this one this was given too much time cut some of the time from these matches and have these people who can cut promos cut promos <laughs> How about 3630 with sound? Sure. Let me see if I can get Larry. To Larry has words for somebody in the crowd. Um, What are we looking for? 
Larry having words with a fan. Okay, let's see. Here we go. I'm at 3621. Bear with me. In Dothan, Alabama. So you might want to be there and take a few notes. I will be in Dothan. Wouldn't miss it for the world. That's Monday night at 7 o'clock. I see that the the enforcers, especially Zabisco, is even... He's even more vociferous than normal. Well, he has the gold around his waist now. You know, you don't need... They, they put him in jail for that nowadays. Yeah. One. You fat slob. Here are my feelings. Arrest him. You, you know the guy was on disability, probably. He looked like he was special. That's why I didn't want to laugh. Well, let's go back and look at him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we really doing this? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a special needs guy. He yeah, really he's, is. High function- he's high functioning. Come Wait, on. What's hold that on. mean? <laughs> I know Harper's not going to make fun of this dude. <laughs> Harper, Harper has worked at the same... What's the name of the school, Harper? With the, with the people disadvantaged? Uh, what's that school? Magnolia School? Uh-oh. You and I have both performed as heels in that building, which is nothing but a school for disadvantaged people. And you and I have both said and done things in front of that crowd that we should not be happy about. And yet we laugh about them because one of them attacked you. That's right. Fucking Thor. so I can't judge Larry here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't judge Zabisco here for jarring with this fella. What's that shirt he's wearing? That's got to be uh, like a, a Steiner shirt or something. Who is that? See it. Hold on. Let me go back. Because it freezes for one second right when they show him. Opera had that special fella attack him that time. <laughs> Does that say Tommy Rich? Oh no! It said Tommy something on top, like right before, right when it yeah. cuts to it. I'm trying to stop it right on it. Tommy Jackson? Ah, uh, that's not rich. It's too long to be rich. Tommy something. Tommy Jackson. I can't tell. Um, but that, that, that guy's special. Okay, let's continue. Doc, what else you got from this one? Uh, can I get 40.06? Harden was just working to the outside here, and it was just like, screw you. Look how effortlessly this is. <laughs> That's nice. That's messed up. That was tremendous. They just, just like, toyed with them. Yeah. My other note, and it's my only note here, for the rest of the matches, this was a clinic. The, there's no wasted motion. They're working the crowd. They're working these guys. They're working their gimmick. You think they went too long? It, it, we got two hours, so I'm going to say no. Because there's got to be something. That'll do it. There you go. Yeah, Arn hits a spine buster, and then they're gonna win. 
Uh, my only thing was I just felt like I hate that they don't cut promos, man. It's well, th- that's that may be the issue, but it's not their fault. So, oh no, no, no! I'm not blaming them. So it kind of sounded like you were. No, no. All right, so that match ends, and then right after the match, they show a replay of the Enforcers injuring Kazmaier from the Clash. Hopper was was he with us at that moment when Arn flexed on Kazmaier? Yes. Yeah. Because he did the show with us. Uh huh. Okay, I know he joined late, but here it is again. <laughs> Get him with this 45-pound plate. Watch Arn. <laughs> <laughs> Flexes after he injures him. This is great. Anyway, so we go from that. I like that they did show that replay because it was it was really quick, and they show how his ribs are injured, and that makes sense because Kazmaier comes out for his match with his torso taped up due to his rib injury. Did you hear thanks what to the Paulie enforcers. said? What did Paulie say? Kazmaier... Um... He said, Kaz has had, he has his underwear pulled up too high. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I wasn't sure if that's what you were referring to or not, but he, he's just farting around, making fun of this whole thing. And he talked about his underwear being pulled up to his chest. Anyway, uh, Doc, this is quick. They don't give him much Good. time, which is fine. Yeah. Kazmaier has the same head and haircut of every strongman competitor I've ever seen. You think? Yeah. I could picture him on ESPN at two in the morning throwing around fucking kegs. And then it's yeah. at seven thirty in the morning when you had to get up, there was the girls doing the gymnastics routine. The yeah. calisthenics routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Denise Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were the days. Boy, those were the days. Gilad, bodies in motion. Remember that shit? Mm. Denise Austin. I ain't heard that name in a long time. For real. What was the other one? Kalani, the the Dude, Hawaiian they, girl. They used to. <laughs> there was a block of it for a while where it played for like an hour or two, thirty minute episode. It was called the Morning Javorski. Mm. All right. Uh, anything else from Kazmaier here? He wins with a shoulder block and then a short short arm clothesline, followed by a power slam. This was meh. Well, what do you expect? I don't know. It is what it is, right? Yes. All right. All right. So we keep moving and we come back from commercial and we go to a clip of Lex Luger, Harley Race, and Mr. Hughes jumping the Z-Man, which leads to the Z-Man deciding he wants to be a referee in WCW. God. Luger, Powell drove Z-Man and... Yeah, he's now considered a career change based on that. Now, Doc, before I play the promo, I need your thoughts on the Z-Man's decision to have a career change after being pile-driven. It's probably the right decision for him. And boy, is this Luger turning babyface? I mean, yes, for everybody besides Chris Zoncha. Because see, Zoncha saw this in... He was writing in and ready to cancel TBS. Okay. Yeah, he for sure canceled TBS on this one. Yeah, right. Yeah, he did. You can't do this to the Z-Man. Zonch ain't having that. 
Anyway, so any other thoughts, Doc, before I then go to the actual promo? He needs when... to stop being a child and grow up because Z-Man is not good entertainment. Come on. Are you serious? Who needs yeah. to stop being a child? Zontra. No, man, he's a good kid. No, not if he likes zinc. Wow. So anyway, after Luger pile drive, <laughs> look at Zink with the Oh my with God. The <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. It looks like he waits tables. <laughs> and not guy. and he's not good at it. Yeah. He forgets he to put in your Amanda's palace. Why are we why are we waiting so long for our food? Oh, I, I forgot to put your order in the computer. Hello, my name is Thomas, and I'll be uh, taking care of you tonight. Tonight, uh, can I start you off with something to drink? Would you like to hear about the specials? We have, uh, yeah, I get a Diet Coke. Is 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 a Pepsi fine? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yo, dirty bastards. <laughs> Wait, okay, it looks like the manager of a fucking Radio Shack in, like, 1990. So the other thing here is this. If you take the guy's one best attribute, which is the build, and cover it up completely, and now he looks like the slightly younger brother of all your other referees, Randy Anderson, Nick Patrick, that other guy, Dave, or whatever. He's been robbed of everything that might give him a chance to stand out. Great. Looks like the dipshit that drives the Thunderbird that's fucking dating your sister. And you know they calls you they calls you little buddy. Hey, what's hey, up, little, man? Hey, little buddy. Dude, I'm 14. Stop calling me that. Hey, what's up? I'm great, Tom. How are you? Oh, you know, hey. we we just going to the movies tonight and go get a bite to eat, bite to eat after. All right, man, you have fun. Millie hey. drives off. You're like asshole. Yeah. That's that dude. Yep. Well, let's go to his greatest promo ever of all time after he decided he was going to become. Well, let's just go to it now. He's being interviewed by Jim Ross. He's got his referee shirt on and his bow tie. Here it is. Talk about the injury that you sustained. I know that you're getting better day by day. But what you do want to talk about is a an assignment that I understand you have. You've been assigned to officiate a tag team match involving Ron Simmons and Barry Windham as they take on Mr. Hughes and Lex Luger. That's right. You know, things have happened in the past with you, Lex Luger. I'll deal with it later, my next healing. Now, Ron Simmons and Barry Windham have an opportunity here with Mr. Hughes and the world champion Lex Luger. Ron and Barry, I like you both, but I've been assigned as a referee, and Jim Ross, you've known me for a long time. You know the Z-Man plays it fair, and I'm going to call this match right down the middle. No closed fists, no hair. The fans are going to be in for a great match, Jim Ross, because I'm going to be in control out there, I guarantee you. What if Luger and his entourage try to physically or mentally intimidate you? Listen, Luger, you, Harley Race, you guys been around a long time. You're never going to intimidate the Z-Man. I'm the ref. You don't like it? Too bad, Luger, because I'm calling it fair and square, and I guarantee you, Jim Ross, <laughs> that's going to be one heck of a match. I'm going to keep it that way. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll look forward to that showdown. We want to thank Z-Man for joining us. He'll be refereeing a little bit later in the pro- broadcast. But right now, we'll be back with more after this timeout. Oh, boy. Well, at least he's, we don't have to see him in the ring right now. 
Doc, your thoughts? Okay. Okay, what? I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to think. This isn't doing anything for me, and here we are. I the, the, the angle is good enough with Simmons and all the players in Luger without putting Zayman in there. Wow. Yeah. Who's on just not gonna be happy about this? Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do this. this show for him. Oh, okay. Well, Harper, you got any thoughts on the Z-Man being a special referee? He just looks like a goof. Goof. Looks like a goof as a wrestler, too. Just saying. We keep the show moving, then, since you all have nothing on the Z-Man. Cactus Jack is going to take on Scott Allen. Uh, There were some We Want Sting chants at the beginning. Paulie said if he was Sting, he would run for the hills. Cactus and Abdullah are too dangerous, according to Paul Lee. Doc, uh, we get some elbow drops, obviously, from Cactus. You, what did you have from this one? I mean, it's not fully realized. But this guy's got something. And how we're not taking advantage of it. Like, we're just sure this guy's never going to draw money. That's the thing that kills me about these WCW decisions. It's not like, well, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's probably not ever going to draw money. They're always real sure that people who draw millions and millions of dollars are never going to draw a dime. Undertaker, Austin. I don't know if that's how they feel about Cactus right now. Okay. Because, I mean, he's going to end up. He's going to ECW soon. No, but no, no, no. Before that, he's he's gonna end up doing some things. Okay. I mean, he's not gonna be a top guy there, but he'll be involved with some good stuff. Like I don't think they've completely sold, you know, thinking oh he's not gonna do anything. I don't think they're there with him yet. But I mean, there is something uh, to it. It's funny that he becomes mm. he becomes what he becomes in WWF not too long from now. And Austin obviously does too. There is something to that. So, and you know, we know <laughs> Callaway is already in WWF at this point. So I don't know. Um, Cactus Kurt wins, and Ab- Cactus wins, and Abdullah comes out and then beats the piss out of Allen with a kendo stick. After uh, what commercial was that, Harper? The Three Musketeers. Yes, I do remember. Three Musketeers is a good good candy bar. Yeah, it's underrated. Yeah, it really is. It's underrated for sure. I like it. Doc you know what I can't don't. stand is a Heath bar. Oh, oh that's those nasty. are great, dude. You better hush up. Those are fucking disgusting. Disgusting. They're like, let's take a brick and dip it in fucking chocolate. Mm. Yeah. Hey, if you're not almost breaking your teeth when you're having a dessert, then it's not worth it. Uh, okay. Okay. I don't like breaking teeth. So there's that. God, you're an idiot. All right, Doc. We're going to keep the show moving. We're going to go now to Paul Lee Dangerously with his guest, Dusty Rhodes, on the Danger Zone. Here it is. Here on TBS, at this time, I want to talk to a gentleman who held the world's heavyweight championship on three occasions. He traded that title back and forth with Harley Race, who's Lex Luger's advisor. 
He's a former United States heavyweight champion. He traded that title back and forth with Lex Luger, and that feud was never settled. He will be the official referee in the Omni on Saturday night, October the 12th, as Lex Luger and Mr. Hughes with Harley racing their corner take on Barry Windham, who's like a son to this man, and Ron Simmons, who also has a dream. My guest at this time is the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. coming out here today sir you are truly a legend in this sport i am not questioning your impartiality all i want to know dusty Rhodes, legend to legend is this are you retired or is this referee thing just another example of you resting are you by any means telling me that i wouldn't be straight up and down if I was a referee. No, no, that was Jim Ross's question. Why do you think I'm doing this interview? Because he didn't have the guts to ask you this kind of question. He wanted to ask that question himself. Let me tell you about Dusty Rhodes. Let me tell you about Lex Luger, the world's heavyweight champion. Make no mistake about it. Anywhere in the world, no matter who you are, until you beat Lex Luger, you are not the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. Ron Simmons has a dream to beat Lex Luger. Ron Simmons can beat Lex Luger. But we are talking about the Omni on the 12th. WCW come up to me and say, Dusty Rhodes, would you referee this match between Barry Windham, Ron Simmons, Lex Luger, and the Eve of Mr. Hughes? say to you gentlemen that in the Omni on October the 12th they gonna come from far and wide they gonna come in cars they gonna come in Cadillacs they gonna come in jukeboxes they gonna come walking they gonna come running because justice is gonna be served in the Omni baby and on October the 12th Harley Race, if you stick your nose in the business of Mr. Hughes and Lex Luger and Ron Simmons and Bear Windham, then you go find out whether I'm retired or whether I'm just resting, baby. Well, there's your answer. Is he retired or is he resting Saturday night, October the 12th in the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia? The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Special referee? I don't know. Check this out from Van Hammer. No thanks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, um, Doc, he, before we go to this replay of Van Hammer, uh, I thought Dusty did a good job of talking to people into the building to go to the Omni on October the 12th. You know, he's saying if you stick your nose in their business, Harley Race, you'll find that if I'm retired. You know, I know Dusty's not the one competing in the match, but he certainly did his job to help out the crowd there that night. Uh, what did you think? I feel like all these special referees is like just the the promotion saying we don't trust that this angle can get over on its own. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I feel like Simmons and 
Like Luger okay, don't so need when that. they used to come out when Dusty was around and everybody would talk about the biggest angle, like they would all talk about Flair and Dusty or whatever on Saturday night and they get into their own stuff. It felt like it was because that was the most important thing going. Now it feels like everybody's talking about it, trying to prop it up. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't get that part to be honest. I don't with either. I don't I know think why they alone it's okay. Yeah, I don't I think Simmons and Luger are just fine. It's not like they need the propping up. But Yeah. They're adding too much shit to it. That's and it smacks of desperation and not personal issues. Which yeah. the personal issue was Luger was just out and out racist. Yeah, right. that that was the part that's crazy. It, it wasn't like they they didn't do what needed to be done with the angle. It's yeah, I don't know. I don't get that part. But again, I, I do think that Dusty did do a good job here. As I say that, so anyway. All right. Well, they go to a replay of Van Hammer from the Clash, and that's what you heard Hopper saying, "Jesus Christ!" Too. Mm. Look at this dude. Wow. The pyro, the guitar. Jesus, Lord, help us. Oh, boy. Look at this fucking shit. <laughs> I learned how to play this guitar, but I'm too busy injecting steroids and lifting weights. Come on. Come on, man. Seriously? So we doing now? Van. Yeah, Van. Dude, he never that. once strummed that guitar in a way that said boogie. <laughs> Boogie, nothing about you, says computer technology. All right. Well, we keep moving after the Van Hammer replay from the Clash. Lots of replays. Bobby Eaton is taking on Zan Panzer with the Z-Man as the referee. So Z-Man's getting right to work in his new career. He's getting some reps, dude. He's definitely getting some reps, Doc. Do you have anything from this match? Now, I know you're hurt, but if we're paying you, so we're going to need you to continue to work. Right. Anything else from this one? Maybe Zink should just be a ref from now on. He doesn't look I've, muscular at all there. He fits the bill yeah. perfectly, if you ask me. They've completely him, neutered this guy, who had already kind of neutered outfit. himself. Yeah. He just, he was just stagnant, man. He was stale. Did nothing okay. for me. He counts to three easily, though, and he holds the yeah. hand up with the guy who won. So, hey, he and look, liked Bobby it. Eaton shook his hand. There you go. Yeah, shook his hand. He liked it. Eaton was smooth. So we go to commercial, we come back, and there's another replay of the contract sign-in at the Clash with Luger and Simmons at the uh, uh, in the brawl that ensued after. And then after that, they they show a promo, or the air promo of, of Lex Luger, Harley Race, and Mr. Hughes. The audio is really messed up throughout the promo as Race is cutting the promo. I'd love to play it, but it's just choppy. It makes no sense. Cuts out several times. But I thought Harley was good discussing the match, you know, talking <coughs> into the building. Uh, Luger then tells bless, Wyndham, bless you need you to prove Harper. yourself. Oh, bless shit, you, Hopper. Yeah. I'm muted. My, my bad. <laughs> Luger, Luger claims that he gave Simmons an opportunity for employment, but Ron threw it away. So even Luger, even after all that we experienced what we're watching here from the clash, Luger is still selling it that, man, I tried to give you a job and you didn't want it. You threw a fit and jumped me. So I thought, again, this was good because it's still tying into it's a new promo, but it ties into the insult that he threw at Simmons when he wanted him to be his driver. Doc, any I'm thoughts? Surpri- 
I'm surprised that Luger didn't catapult that into something about like it's been 150 years since slavery. Why don't you get over it? <laughs> wow. That would have played to this audience. God, Not me. Like, hey, do you have black hat? Uh, you have uh, a black history month now. I mean, what else do you want? It's something like that. Right. Yeah. That, see that, that would be more of a 2023 promo. But I hear you. My <laughs> point is, is that we've decided that racism is is not a bridge too far here. So, you know. But you, the thing about the thing about that, I think we talked about this either during the clash or, or maybe it was after when we weren't recording. Like it, it was racist, but it was very, it was subtle racism. Like he didn't say yeah. you black, you know what, you can be my driver. He's like, oh, I have a job, you know. He didn't hit job him over opportunity. The head with the coconut, like you know, wasn't that kind of. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, he slapped him with that coconut too. Ugh. All right. Well, we'll keep moving. Um, any thoughts on the promo that he cut, Doc? No, I'm good. All right. Um, we then go to a match. It's Barry Windham versus Mr. Hughes. Doc, do you have anything from this one? Um. Actually, yes. Oh. Wrestling in sunglasses. Mr. Hughes. Do we need to call our safety department quality control here? Is it okay to be safe safe to be wrestling in the in the sunglasses there? What trips me out is I mean, he's dressed so different and he has such a different look, like I mean, he's completely, he completely remade himself with this Mr. Hughes thing. And I don't know how he's wrestling with glasses, with sunglasses indoors. Yeah, fuck that. You ever walk inside with sunglasses on? I go to the grocery store with sunglasses sometimes. You can't see anything. Like, even after your eyes adjust, you still can't see anything. So, yeah, I'm impressed. He's, He's wrestling with sunglasses on. And a... And and slacks and a dress shirt. I mean, and I I ain't comfortable doing anything in life wearing a necktie. Ah, uh, especially wrestling. Now his oh glasses do come off. Good. Yeah, fuck that. Harper, you've taken some bumps in a suit. How's it feel? Not a match. Yeah, it's true Am too. I? It's just I no. I'm, I'm, I said I'm taking not. some bumps. Oh, you've taken bumps, but yeah. You should have seen the last X-rated. Shane Taylor corners Hopper in the corner. He's like, "Leave me alone, please. I got kids. Don't, don't hurt me." And Shane, Shane Taylor he knees him in the head. Please, I love you. I didn't do any of this. Uh, no, we can work this out. That's it. I voted for Obama for God's sakes. Is that what you told him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and he still needs you. Yeah. What an asshole. What a fucking typical Shane Taylor. <laughs> He's on AEW now. It was funny though, man. Hopper's cowering in the corner. <laughs> Shane's about to destroy him. <laughs> you idiot. You voted for him. 
<laughs> That's what you told him. I'm surprised that didn't hit him. Like he didn't break character on that. Yeah, uh, he's got a face where sometimes when he's like grinning, like I don't know how to explain his yeah. the facials he makes, but he probably did smirk a little. I'm sure he told you something after. Uh, boy. All right, we'll keep going. Um, Doc, I'm continuing okay. with uh, Wyndham and Hughes. What do you have? Yeah, it was a hot start here for both guys, and the crowd was into this. Um, Barry gets busted open. Yeah. Was it a hard way? I don't think so. I think he just did it on the floor because he's okay. bleeding here. He did it. He did it. I just didn't know that down. you could do that at this time. I mean, if you listen to some people, uh, heard. Said it in that clip I talked about. He was saying something about Cornette like to get the juice, you know, and he, uh, you know, he couldn't do that during that era of TBS. Shut up. So, yeah, I don't know. It's obvious that exceptions are made sometimes. I don't know how else to say it. But I agree with you. The crowd was into this. Barry's selling for Mr. Hughes. He's selling his ass off. I mean, it, it, he's, you know, but Barry's a pro. Look at that bump on that headbutt. And they had a good little match. Um, anything else before we go to the finish? No, I thought this was really, really good. I was entertained. All right. So for the finish, uh, there is a Luger backdrops Mr. Hughes. Here it comes. I think it comes here. Look good. No, those are polished. There it is. Um, and then Luger is on the outside, and Luger attacks Barry with a chair. Um, and that's when you can really see that Wyndham is busted open. So it's a DQ, Luger and Hughes and race, uh, you know, they, oh, yeah. they keep their heat, but, um, I, you know, it was good. Like the crowd was into it, even though it's a DQ and I don't know. And Barry goes to slam Harley races head into the concrete, but that's when Luger comes out and hits Barry with the chair. I thought they did this good. I didn't expect really a clean finish. It's on free TV, so let's just get some heat and go from there. And Luger's sure. What else would you do? And yeah. everybody, everybody comes out, you know, as good or better than when they came in. That that shit, that right there is a goal. Yeah. True enough. And and, and, then, and outside of the enforcers, this show needed that. Oh, they needed. It. This was the most exciting thing. Oh yeah, for real. This is They've, good stuff. Yeah, they haven't done nothing else. And the thing is now... Where's so, Ron? Yeah, where is Ron, huh? He didn't come out. Was he in the bathroom? They must he was have driving the school bus for the kids. Yeah. Oh. Keeping it moving. We go to the next match. It is Johnny B. Bad versus Ian Weston. I thought we that about was, to say, Hope. I thought that was the end. Should have been. No, we're getting close to the end, though. Very close. Uh, Johnny B. Bad versus Ian Weston... And Paul Lee says, Ian Weston is in more trouble facing Johnny B. Bad than Mike Tyson is facing a judge. I guess we know what era oh, that was in come on. for him to say that. Um, JR says, I guess he is. Uh, Johnny B. Bad is going to win with that left hook knockout punch. And that's all I had, Doc. Anything from you? That's more than I had. Okay. Fair enough. We then go to the Diamond Stud versus Chris Sullivan. The stud says, look at me. I am what you want to be when you grow up. I am your role model, and it's stud time. Boy, he got much better on promos. I've said that Quickly a few times, too. but it's true. Yeah. 
Uh, he wins this match quickly. He's not there. We've had this discussion. Wait, well, he's we here, but he's not with him. Is he at the power plant? We ain't far off from from DDP. Hanukkah. Oh, come on. We come ain't on. far off from DDP making his debut. I mean, we got a ways to go, but it ain't too far off. I mean, we got Happen. ways to go, huh? No, it happens in 91. Damn, really? Yeah, he wrestles in 91. I think it's close to the end of the year, but yeah. All right. Anything from this doc? Diamond Stud's going to win rather quickly. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, it's nothing. All right. So then let me go to the last segment of the show. Let me get fast forward here for us. Yes, it was. Jim Ross and Paul Lee are getting ready to close the show. And um, here, let's go to it now. But what an altercation involving Lex Luger and his entourage and Barry Windham. What I cannot believe is Barry Windham now wants to escalate the situation back in the locker room, screaming for Luger, screaming for Hughes, screaming for Race. Barry, if you're smart, you'll drop this right now before they finish you for good. I'll tell you what, I'm going to escalate it right now. I want Luger out here. I'm tired of it hiding behind Hughes and Race. Get Luger out here right now. All right, well, we're going to... He wants, uh, he wants Lex Luger, and we're going to get out of the way. Wait a minute, there's Hughes. He broke loose from Harley Race, and now they are fighting. It is fist and fire here at center stage. Where is Luger? Wyndham wanted Luger. But get Luger, Mr. Hughes is going toe-to-toe with Barry Wyndham. Wyndham in a weakened state, and Hughes, the big 360. And look at Mr. Arrogance here. Here he comes, the undisputed champion of the world and he's letting Mr. Hughes do his fighting for him why didn't Luger get in the ring instead of man to man he's standing back and watching his bodyguard and Barry Windham they're fighting all over center stage here so the way it wraps up is Luger refuses to get in the ring so the brawl continues as we go off air it's Luger I'm sorry, it's Wyndham and Hughes in the ring, and they're brawling, but Luger's like, I'm not getting involved in this, and I'm going to leave this alone. Doc, you said this was very good. What would you like to add to that? They're throwing haymakers in there because there's a personal issue. That was old studio days type stuff where you come out at the end and grab the mic and you head to the ring, and we're going to go off the air hot. Personal issues draw money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, and like the doc just said, that's how they go off air. So before we get out of here, we need to rate it, hand out some Rolexes as well. Um, before we do so, remember, consider becoming a patron, tinyurl.com slash BTT. We do have Halloween Havoc coming up in about a month and a half or so. Along with all of the previous pay-per-views and clashes we have done, we're up to Clash 16. All of that is available on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash BTT. Consider becoming a patron. Look, this show doesn't have any ads. It is a great way to support the show. And not only do you support the show, you get tons of extra content, over 400 plus Patreon exclusive shows, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right, Doc, time to rate it. Hand out some Rolexes. What are you going to rate this thing? This is tricky because it wasn't bad, but there was a lot of just stuff that was there. 
But there was some good stuff here at the end. And it's just so confusing. I'm going to say B minus. B minus. Yeah, I'm going B minus as well. Hopper? Yeah, I'll say B minus or C plus at the most. So then we need to hand out the Rolex stock. Who are you giving your Rolex to? I'm going to give out two tonight. Oh, you can't we do can do that. that? You just just making rules, changing yeah. the rules as we go here. You're just making shit up, right? Yeah. It's the new rule that when the Eagles lose the Super Bowl un- oh. uh, until the next Super Bowl, I can do whatever I want. You really Sometimes get a lot of joy out of Phil Allen's pain. Rules. You really get a lot of joy out of Phil Allen's pain, don't you? Not just his. You you it's wrong for that. You know it, that? It's not personal between me and him. It's not. He made it personal. And he chose to root for the Eagles. Mm. That's what no. makes it perfect. He didn't choose to root for him. He's from there. Okay. Yeah, it's not really a choice. You know, you didn't choose to be a Cowboy fan. You kind of just grew up. Yeah. He can't help that. Yeah, what's he supposed to do? Yeah. I don't know. That's not my right. problem. I don't, <laughs> okay. have, I don't have concern with that. I'm too busy <laughs> being rejoiced. I'm too busy rejoicing. This fool texted me, Hopper, the night of the Super Bowl, and he said, God is good. That's nice. Our God is an awesome God. The other thing, the other thing, we didn't talk about this earlier in the show. He also said, he also said, man, you really think about it. The Kansas City Chiefs used to be the Dallas Texans. That's not true. He sent that to me. No, I didn't. The Kansas so, City Chiefs used to be the Dallas goes, Texans. In the AFL, he goes, in, in, the so AFL. in essence, you won another Super Bowl. So, so like, Dallas stupid. really beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And that's not true. It's messed that's up. Not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim that. You see how you are? See how you are, up. you lying sack of shit. No, you're the liar. I can't. I can't. I, there's, what am I lying about? I'm happy that the Eagles lost. I'm. I'm. I'm happy oh, about we know. this misery that's being perpetrated on these people. We know. We know. Uh, Rolex, Doc. You said you're giving out two because Philly lost. Wyndham and Let's Hughes. Wyndham and Hughes. Oh, for the... Okay. I, I mean... Yeah, I get it. I get it. Makes sense to me. Harper, who are you giving yours to? Uh... I thought it would be Zabisco for starting something with special people because that's kind of your your thing. Oh, that's true, huh? Let's give it to Zabisco, and then he's gonna donate the money. Don- he's gonna sell the watch, and then he's gonna donate the money to uh, I don't know what's the special Ronald McDonald House. That's true. That's still a thing, right? I have no idea. I have no idea. You don't hear about it anymore. So if it is, they're like. Did you said one on Canal Street, didn't they, Mike? Uh, I don't know if it was on Canal Street or I don't know. I've been to it before, but I don't know which street it was on. But I know there was one, one in New Orleans. There, there's one in Fort Worth here, and Dallas. Well, there you go. That's crazy because you don't hear nothing about them no that more. Shit used to be on yeah. commercials all the time. For real, huh? Yeah. You only hear about none of that, like Ronald McDonald and all those little characters. 
Yeah, because that don't that don't sell. It ain't Disney World. You just go and get burger and fries. So they do all kind of other bull crap yeah, commercials to draw right. you in. Like, yeah. Because they because they aim towards children. And I mean, you know, this is making your kids fat. That's why they don't have commercials for the Happy Meals anymore, and they don't have the little prizes and 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 cereal anymore. They got prizes and cereal. No, they don't, bro. Yeah, they no, do. Fuck, they don't, dude. I'm not like they used to. I think you might want to listen to Harper here. This is his domain. They have no. <laughs> every 20th blue moon, they'll have something. But it's, it's you. But you rarely see it. It's not like when we were kids where every box had baseball cards, glowing in the dark stickers, and the Fred Flintstone this and that. And the, No. They have none of that shit anymore. I'm inclined think, to believe him. If you think about it, we were the last generation to get all the good Bruh, stuff. I've said it a million times. We were the last Americana decade. Because the internet didn't fucking take over yet. Yep. And and when you say the internet hadn't taken over yet, we were adults before you could really do it. Like America Online, I was 21, 22, 23 years old yeah. by that point. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it was not the internet we think of today. So yes, you're. I was right. almost old enough where it was hard to learn. Yeah. All right. Uh, wait, Harper, I, I mean, I your... almost started to miss out on some of that shit at the beginning. <laughs> Harper, who would you give yours to again? Your Rolex? To, uh, uh, Larry. God, Let's I hate go. to do this, but I'm going to agree with Doc. I'm going to have to give mine to Lex and Mr. Hughes. I'm oh, sorry, Wyndham and Hughes. It's it's on 201 State Street. State too. Street. That's the street. That's why I didn't. Yes, and it's been there for a long time. Yeah, been there for a long time. All right, uh, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up, uh, Harper. So before we get out of here, I just want to make mention to uh, Harper's uh, video shoutouts and life advice. If you'd like to get a shout out, life advice, you want Harper to cut a promo on a family member or a friend, you want to tell them to go. You know, piss off. Harper can do that for you. All you got to do is email him uh, to chrishopper16wildcat with a K at gmail.com. Tell him exactly what you want in the video and he will uh, cut that video for you. And then PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388 cc at yahoo.com. Uh, if you missed any of that, look in the show description. Doc, anything else before we get out of here and wrap this thing up? Well, I'm getting drowsy. Yeah. Getting. Oh, Getting. all this joy wore me out. Yeah, hear that. All right, Harper, you got anything before we get out of here? No. All right. Uh, for those of you who hear this before March the 3rd, if there are tickets still available, Wildcat Sports in New Orleans, Wildcat X Rated, PJ's Bachelor Party, uh, taking place on Friday night, March the 3rd. I think as of us recording this, tickets are still available. If they're out now, I apologize. But uh, that just means you missed out. But again, March the 3rd in New Orleans, go to uh, just go to Wildcat Sports Facebook page, Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook, and you should be able to get the link to the website where you can buy the tickets online. Standing room only pretty much because it is all general seating, uh, general admission seating for X-rated. 
That's all I got. Harper, if you got nothing else, let's hit the tagline and let's roll. Did he disappear on us? All right, Doc, you hit the tagline. How about those cowboys? Jesus Christ. Die, Eagles, die. Die.